0: Hello, my friends, and welcome to the worldwide broadcast of the Ted and Austin Brower Show, bringing you the latest world news and health research i hope you are having an absolutely terrific day as always and welcome to the show if you're new and if you've listened to us for years we appreciate your support i constantly run into people everywhere i go that have been listening to the show now for a while and i really do appreciate everything you do with getting the truth out there getting the word out there and constantly inviting other people to you know question what's going on that's the biggest thing i always encourage people is you know you may not have to go into all these crazy theories or concepts or thoughts or processing everything that's going on. What I always encourage people to do is question the narrative for the most part, as we have continually seen now what we've been told year after year after year turns out to be a pretty much downright lie, so to speak from the mainstream media. That's really sad because in quite frankly, you know, (laughs) It wasn't supposed to be that way. The the true media, the real media back in the day, they were meant, you know, the, the journalists. They were meant out there to get the truth out there, to inform people what were going on. That was their job to go out there. And provide unbiased research and intelligence and concepts and things that are going on say hey listen this is an idea that's going on this is news that's going on and we've lost that and that's why alternative media has had to pick up the ball and run with it so much and continually is getting stuff out there on a regular basis i mean i've seen now with project veritas i mean they're formally getting rid of o'keefe i mean he's having to step down now and what's ironic about this as sad as this is you know it makes you really wonder What in the world's going on behind the scenes in Project Veritas and how many Pfizer rats and other deep state rats have actually been embedded in that organization? Not allegation. I'm just saying a thought because, quite frankly, you know, the sad part about it is when you start seeing somebody bring up the fact that they have undercover video footage uh, Pfizer reps directors of the rna dir- section that's working on mutating you know <laughs> directed evolution his words which is essentially a nice way of saying gain of function with different viruses so they can produce new vaccines before they're ready to come out so they can sell them to the populace through the government directed programs at the taxpayers expense to continue to make people sicker and sicker and sicker and suddenly all this stuff comes out oh O'Keefe is—he's rude to some of his employees, and some of his employees are mad at him because he's—he's hard to deal with. I can tell you right now, in alternative media, it's a very difficult job dealing with stuff. You get a lot of people that question a lot of stuff, and you encourage them to do their own research, and you show them the facts of what's going on, and yet they still continue to argue with you or push you back. And this is what we're seeing now with Project Veritas, and it is not at any means in my opinion coincidental that they've leaked all this stuff about pfizer and what's happening with them and then the rna director also talking about how women are having issues with menstrual cycles and, and infertility issues and flat out admits that it's a problem and it needs to be looked into because they don't know why it's doing that and what's crazy about it is every single thing they claimed ended up being a lie They claimed that it was going to stop transmission, it was going to stop infection, it was going to stop illness, it was going to stop hospitalization, it was going to stop death, it was going to protect your health. And the fact was, it was never even tested on stopping transmission, it was never tested on stopping infection. We knew from the research now, from Pfizer's own data, it caused over 1,200 plus illnesses criminally covered up it caused hospitalizations in the trials covered up it caused deaths in the trials covered up it damaged the health of a majority of people that took them and it murdered hundred percent of the animals in the trials for 20 years when they tested rna technology so we realize now it doesn't do any of the things it said but causes an enormous amount of side effects it's occurring all across the population and yet it gets exposed, and suddenly uh, – no, you can't talk about that. This is why we talk about it. This is why we bring up what we bring up on the show. and This is why I encourage people. Your health is your own responsibility. Whether you like it or not, it is. Now, you can pretend – That it's the doctor's responsibility or somebody else's partner, family's responsibility, but at the end of the day, it's yours, and your children's health is your responsibility, and that's why I've continually encouraged people, continually encouraged, to make sure you're doing your own research on what you're taking. That's why like our ultimate multiple powder – I had multiple people email me up about that yesterday. I was going and caught up on my emails, and they were asking me about it, and I said – try it if you don't like it we've got a 90-day return policy i guarantee my products and i take all my products and everybody knows that runs my products today work and you can look at the ingredient list and look at my dosages and look all the way to the breakdown of the ingredients i hide nothing in my products for a very specific reason because i don't have to hide anything people that are doing honest work building quality products that actually do an incredible job don't have to hide behind anything and that's the irony that we saw around COVID. Everything was hidden and covert. Everything was constantly trying to be done behind the scenes and continually lie to everybody about it. And then if you questioned it, oh, you're a anti you know science, you're a science denier, you're a grandma killer, racist. I mean, I remember all the hate, all the spews I got, the emails I got. People constantly just, just I mean, hammered me. I was delete emails, delete, delete, delete. I wouldn't respond to them. When I was bringing stuff up the middle of 2020, when the lockdowns and stuff were going on, I said, this is ridiculous. I'm, I know a lot of people now that are getting COVID. I'm like, this doesn't make any sense. And of course, now everybody's come to the conclusion that, oh yeah, none of it made sense. It was all about more lies and more control and more manipulation. For example... Now we're seeing again, as I said last year, at the very beginning of this Ukraine Russian conflict, that the entire thing was complete and total theater, and it was being done to obfuscate a lot of things. And in my opinion, the bioweapon labs that were over there that nobody wants to talk about now that were being funded by the Department of Defense. Also, the fact that if you look up the list of pharmaceutical companies that operate and have facilities in Ukraine, you will find that Alpen, AstraZeneca. Biopharma, Everpharma, GlaxoSmithKline, and Merck, and Novartis, and Rocha, and Sun Pharmaceuticals, and Takeda, and UCB, and unipharma they all have operational headquarters in Ukraine. Well, that's odd. Never heard about that before. Oh, yeah, you look it up. It's on good clinical practice networks. You can find out all the countries, every single country that has pharmaceutical headquarters in them that they manufacture stuff with facilities. Oh, that's funny. Isn't it ironic That on President's Day, the U.S. sitting president of the United States goes on a secret trip to Ukraine in the middle of a war zone when they're talking about Kiev last week was getting bombarded and that air sirens going and all this stuff was going on. Theater, 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 theater. But hey, you know what? It's a great idea to send the sitting president of the United States with a minimal security detail into an alleged active war zone on President's Day because he needed to go give – Zelensky a hug I mean I don't know what they couldn't accomplish over a zoom meeting it almost appears to me like Biden was going over there to make sure he could get a handwritten check handed to him in his name not saying he did that not saying it but it kind of appears a bit odd that you have a individual who his entire family and his son were wrapped up in Ukrainian money laundering and all types of weird scheming that we have seen now from the laptops over the last decade plus even under the Obama administration in Ukraine And yet suddenly this guy's the president of the United States. We've given this country over $100 billion in less than a year. And it's less – it's smaller than the size of Texas. It's having skirmishes on the outskirts of Ukraine. And yet suddenly it's so active and so horrific and so violent we have to send them Patriot missile systems because they're getting bombarded. But yet we can have the president of the United States skirt in there on a secret mission to go give Zelensky a hug. Dude, the whole thing's complete theater. And we're gonna have a guest on here in a little bit who's gonna talk about more about this. And this is what I want everybody to remember. you when, when you constantly start seeing propaganda over and over and over again and insulting, inciting propaganda like we just saw the other day, you can't do something much more insulting, I'll be honest with you, to be alleged biggest, strongest country in the whole world, a superpower, by sending the U.S. president of that country to another corrupt country during a literal war zone, allegedly, on President's Day, <laughs> while you have one of the largest chemical spills in recorded U.S. history up in East Palestine, and yet Biden hasn't even mentioned anything. But remember, he he's supposed to be from Pennsylvania. He's from Scranton. I'm from Pennsylvania. I was up there doing all kinds of stuff, riding on trains, going to war and doing all these things that I didn't even know I did. And I just make stuff up as I go. Yet now they're talking about this plume from Ohio has moved all the way over to Pennsylvania. I told you guys, Cincinnati shut down their water as far as uh, bringing in from the Ohio River. They've shut down. They're, they're on reserves now in Cincinnati, Ohio, because the water's gotten so contaminated. Oh, yeah, nothing to see here. We need to make sure uh, Ukraine needs some more money. And, uh, you know, we got we got to make sure we handle all this properly and make sure, you know, that we got to go over there and check on them because it's such a violent war zone right now. When you start seeing the same mainstream media outlets talk about the exact same thing verbatim, it's not truth, my friends. It's not news. It's propaganda. We're going to see what's happening with this individual now that I brought to you guys last week, George Allen Kelly, 75 year old rancher in South Texas who was arrested on first-degree murder on his own property because he allegedly shot an illegal alien that had, by the way, had been deported three previous times, and now it's coming out that he says he never even shot at anybody. He fired warning shots into the ground because there were multiple armed guys, coyotes, that were trying to human traffic across his ranch, and he shot rounds in the ground. Didn't shoot at anybody, didn't shoot anybody, didn't do anything. But he's being charged with first-degree murder on his own property now. If this doesn't show you again another example of how insane the judicial system has gotten against people – because remember, what this is doing, this isn't just an attack against George Allen Kelly. This is an attack trying to prove that people don't have a right to defend their own property, even in the great state of Texas. So he's got a preliminary hearing uh, tomorrow, the 22nd. So I'm going to be watching this closely because this is a very, very horrific incident for somebody to be charged with first-degree murder. You fire a warning shot on your own property, on your own property, and suddenly the Border Patrol finds some dead alien out on your property and charges you with first-degree murder? Nah, guys. This, again, is another example of them trying to make a total example of anyone that does what they need to do to handle the job, including like on January 6th be vigilant be awake and continue to get the truth and news out there because it's happening very very fast. what do you think Dad?
1: Uh, good good um, good intro Austin now, real quick you know people don't realize how poisonous toxins are they're just incredibly poison and uh, they've released so much of that into the environment now let me give you a concept here that you can understand if you took one aspirin tablet it weighs about five grains or about 325 milligrams to to express one safe time lifetime dose of of a dioxin, you'd have to take a single aspirin tablet and divide it into 32,172,218 minuscule pieces. Then one of those tiny pieces would represent one safe lifetime disposer of dioxin. That's how poisonous this train spill was. And because officer's talking about this stuff being clouds of this stuff floating over the air, it's some bad stuff. Really, 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 really bad stuff. Also, one other thing, too, James O'Keefe. Uh, was ousted by project out of Project Veritas by a guy by the name of Daniel Strack, S-T-R-A-C-K. He's the executive director of Project Veritas, and he acknowledged in a statement last week, like a snake, that there had been real management concerns regarding the treatment of people and internal processes of the group. Strack denied that O'Keefe had been removed from Veritas, which, of course, he's lying about that because he has been, calling O'Keefe the hardest working person he'd ever met. He said that O'Keefe had been forced to take time off from the organization. Now, you got to do some research on Strack, I think he's probably a hardcore Zionist and I don't know how in the heck he got himself, you know, embedded into this organization, do some research. I'm not going to go any further than that. We've got a guest coming on in a few minutes, but this Strat guy's bad news and he's the one who pushed it and uh, look at his ties to Zionism and his ties to the Kabbalah and all the rest of it. Is he a Kabbalist? I don't know. Is he a shadow snake person? I don't know. He's a weirdo as I can tell you that. And he's the one who pushed to have a He pushed out because remember, When you start getting the head guys from Pfizer to come on videotape and basically releasing this information, which, of course, the mainstream media completely ignored, talking about gain-of-function research for more and more lasting vaccines, it creates a real problem for the people out there who are basically involved in all of this stuff. And so I want to bring on Harvey Schlanger. Uh, He's basically a, a guy out of Germany. I heard him on an interview the other day, and I contacted him. And he went into detail on some of the stuff as far as what the Zionists are doing. He went into detail on some of the stuff on how they're basically doing what they do in order to control the planet. And he's gone into detail with a lot of this stuff. He's very, very well-known. He's part of the LaRouche organization. And he wants to basically come in now and talk about the Ukraine war and NATO as an entry to discussing the satanic evil of the globalist oligarchs, the commitment to destroying the principle of national sovereignty, and as the means by which they can enslave the majority of mankind. This would be what we include to be the alternative to the Malthusian Green New Deal and the central bankers' dictatorship called the Great Reset. So, Harvey, Harley, so good to have you on with me today. And how would you like to start this, and how would you like to do your introduction? Tell the folks a little bit about yourself.
2: Well, thank you very much for your invitation. Uh, As you know, I've been very active for 30 years on various uh, radio stations, internets, podcasts, and the focus of our organization is to beat the power of the globalists. And long before people were using the term globalists, LaRouche identified the corporate cartels, which are sometimes called the deep state or the military-industrial complex, as having a different agenda than the American people. And that different agenda is to control the situation on the planet through destroying national sovereignty, including the sovereignty of the United States, and carrying out policies through the Federal Reserve of austerity, of funny money, and on top of that to prevent any alternative system from coming into existence. And that's why they call it the unipolar order or the sole superpower or the rules-based order. And it's actually a violation of natural law. It's a violation of sovereignty, a violation of international law. And we see the United States running around the world with NATO, overturning governments that are moving to break with this unipolar order. Now, they could do that with weaker countries like Iraq or Libya, but trying to do it with the nuclear power of Russia is a fool's errand. And the danger is that if these guys aren't stopped, they're pushing us on a course toward nuclear war. And you may have heard what Putin said today. Russia is not going to surrender or submit. Neither will China and neither will many countries in the global south. The question is, will the Americans and the Europeans continue to be submissive under control of these global oligarchs?
1: Well, quick question for you, Harley. You know, we know that the Rothschild banking cartel was the primary influence in the overthrow of Tsar Nicholas you know, 100 years ago. And we know they were the primary influence as far as, you know, the communist revolution in China. And we know that both Russia and China contained a Rothschild-controlled central bank. How do we know, like Otto Kahn said back in 1923, how do we not know that what he said was true is that these groups of people who run the money supply control both sides of the narrative and that Putin and China are both under the control of the Rothschild banking cartel trying to create order out of chaos – to create this new world order, or to create another world war, which may be contrived, may be real, we don't know what's going on in the, in the Ukraine. Heck, we don't even know if Biden really went to the Ukraine. It could all been just, you know, <laughs> fake. fake you know, it could have been fake theater for all of, we know. We don't know what it was. I mean, I don't know why, if there's really a hot war going on. I don't know why he'd be such an idiot to do that. But I personally just, I doubt that. I would be 90 percent he never went to the Ukraine, and it was all just theater in Hollywood. But how do we know that these guys who are controlling this new world order aren't controlling Russia because they control the central bank? And they are controlling China and they control the central bank. And they're not the ones pulling the strings with China and pulling the strings with Putin to create this instability everywhere. I mean, explain to me how you, how you feel about that.
2: Well, I, I would disagree with that. I would say the reason they're trying to get the, the reason they're using NATO and Ukraine as a war against Russia is that Russia has rejected the idea of the Great Reset. Russia will not give up their sovereignty, and neither will China, but neither will Indonesia, neither will Nigeria, neither will South Africa or Brazil. These are nations that have an experience of dealing with the Rothschilds and the International Monetary Fund and the powers of the world, and they want to have nothing to do with it. Now, Russia is no longer under the Bolshevik Revolution. Uh, You know, China, communism there. I mean, how do you have communism when you have billionaires? So we're looking at a mixed economy with with China. But uh, if you know what the Great Reset is about, the Great Reset is an attempt to subordinate all credit policy to a global central banker's dictatorship. That's correct. That's the policy of the World Economic Forum and Klaus Schwab. That's the policy of the Rothschilds Bank, the Bank of England, the City of London and Wall Street. It's also been adopted as the policy of the European Union, which is why the European Union is going to disintegrate at some point soon. It's not the policy of Russia and China. What they're doing is an explicit rejection of one of the key tools being used by the globalists, which is the Green New Deal. They want to destroy industry in Russia and China. They are destroying it in Germany. You know, Germany has a powerful industrial economy which is going down the toilet now because of the loss of cheap energy and because of the policy of the insane green ideologues so the fight is on this at this time in the world is between globalists who oppose sovereignty and nation states which desire to have the sovereign right to act for the interests of their people the u.s government over most of the last 50 years has not had a sovereign government it's been run by deep state oligarchs tied to the City of London and Wall Street in the permanent bureaucracy in the Justice Department, State Department, Intelligence Community, Defense Department, all of which uh, are coordinated with what's sometimes called the military-industrial complex. That's the enemy. Russia and China are not the enemy of the United States. It's our own military-industrial complex. I
1: agree. Well, now, how, how do you... <laughs> From a tell me how you know the uh, the Greater Israel program and Zionism and the central banks and the World Economic Forum and the International Monetary Fund and Satanism and the bloodlust for World War III. Tell me how it's all coordinated and tied together and who's really running the show behind the scenes and who the top people are, Harley.
2: Well, you've identified some of the top enemies of the United States, but you know I think what people should see the current government in Israel especially. Uh, the extremist uh, greater Israel faction of Netanyahu. This is what was set up in 1917, 1918 with the Balfour declarations. That's correct. The the idea that, and and that was behind the scenes, it was Lord Rothschild operating through Balfour. Yes. Mm -hmm. But they were operating on behalf of what? The monarchy in England considers itself the true Israelites. And this goes back to Edward VII, the the Queen Victoria's son, who set up something in the 1860s called the Palestine Exploration Fund. It was set up under the Freemasonic order of Ashmole, from the Ashmolean Museum in the basement of Oxford. And what they did is they studied every national ideology, national character, national profile, to try to figure out how to manipulate everyone against each other. This is before we had identity politics in the United States. We had a form of identity politics internationally called geopolitics. How do you divide and conquer? Now, the situation with the Zionists, you know, I come from a Jewish background. My grandparents didn't want to go to Israel. They came to the United States. They looked to the United States as a a land of freedom and opportunity, and they looked at Israel as essentially a form of a concentration camp. And a lot of European Jews who survived World War II were essentially channeled by the Rothschild networks into Israel for the purpose of geopolitics. Now, let me just take a minute to explain this, because this is something that most people don't know. The British strategy has always been to divide Europe up. So there's never an alliance between France and Germany or Germany and Russia. And Germany is their particular enemy because the, the German potential of science, of technology, of industry and culture makes it an enemy of the British because the British Empire was based on preventing any powerful challenges to their uh, free trade system. And so they used World War I and World War II to destroy Germany and Russia. That was their intent. After World War I, they got the Russian Revolution and put the communists in power. Yep. Then they put the Nazis in power, and then they turned the Nazis and the communists against each, against each other to prevent that alliance. Now, the way you understand the, the, the real issue here is the freakout in Britain in 1900 over the German-Russian collaboration on the Trans-Siberian Railroad and the German collaboration with other countries to build the Berlin-to-Baghdad Railroad. If you had rail connections of Europe with Eurasia and Europe with the Middle East, the British Empire's power would be diminished. That's why they're so fearful of Russia and Germany being in an alliance. Look, that's why the Nord Stream pipeline was blown up. That's why Germany is still where I live now. I hate to say it, but it's still an occupied country. NATO is an occupying force. You know, the fact that the Chancellor of Germany won't say a word about the destruction of cheap energy, which is the motor of the German economy, uh, gives you a sense that it's still an occupied country.
1: Uh, you're, you're 100% right. In fact, Angela Merkel put, kind of put a death nail in it because, remember, with Libya – uh, you know, Gaddafi said that if you basically take me out of Libya, you'll open the floodgates into Europe with this, you know, an African immigration into Europe, and that's exactly what happened. And Angela Merkel facilitated that. Of course, she was raised as a hardcore communist in East Germany, and she basically was part of the, you know, the Stalin Youth Parade, or whatever you want to call it.
2: And and she also lied about the Minsk Accord, which is important because the the narrative in the Western press is you can't trust Russia that the war in Ukraine started in February 2022. It actually started with the overthrow of the elected regime of Yanukovych in 2014. And who paid for that? It was Victoria Nuland, who's one Mm -hmm. of the prominent neocons. But backing it up, Biden was the point man for the Obama administration in Ukraine with funds from the Congress and from George Soros. And so the overthrow of of Yanukovych opened the door for the buildup of the Ukrainian army to use Ukraine as a battering ram against Russia. And so, you know, it's it's, in a sense, the tragedy is that this poor comedian actor Zelensky is being portrayed as a Marvel uh, superhero. When in fact, he's just a puppet of the most corrupt networks in Europe and the United States. And, when you ask about who directs this, the most important power in the world right now is the city of London, because they control global cyber networks. They control the so-called information or, or hybrid warfare capabilities through the BBC, through the uh, uh, British government and through the city of London. Uh, the, The monarchy is, you know, somewhat overrated as a power because when, Prince Charles became King Charles, he had to go to the city of London to get permission to become the king. The city of London has moved from an imperial empire of control over land to control over finance. And the control over finance, and they had that before, but they've made it much more powerful through things called derivatives and other kinds of financial instruments so that they're operating literally on... Fiction, funny money. Ron Paul is is absolutely right about this. What the Federal Reserve does, what the banks of the world, the central banks do with, with quantitative easing is they create funny money and use it to increase the debt of nations and the debt of citizens of nations as a means of controlling them.
1: So That's we, correct. Tell, tell, tell everybody how the city of London basically and the, this financial district in London, how it was started with Napoleon and, and the oh, takeover of the British you know, dollar and pound or whatever you would call it during the French-English war. Tell everybody how that all happened and how this Rothschild banking cartel basically took control of the finances of England, which is, of course, now we call the city of London as far as the, this group of cartel members that run the planet as far as from a banking standpoint.
2: Well, it actually started a little bit before that because you had the British East India Company. That's right. And the British East India Company was explicitly set up under the monarchy to control the colonies and establish the pound as the global currency. And at that time, Britain had the most powerful navy in the world. Now, the American uh, colonials said to the British, we have a right to determine what we're going to do with Income generated in in the colonies, the taxes we collect, you can't take that from us. And that was the fight between especially 1763, or actually 1756, what was called the French-Indian War in in the United States. Benjamin Franklin and others were organizing an independence movement based on the ideas of a German philosopher named Leibniz. And Leibniz had a conception of physical economy that wealth is not paper. Wealth is not control over the credit, or wealth is control over the credit of nations. And what you need is nations controlling their own credit as opposed to private bankers. And that's been the fight since the time of the American Revolution. And what you're talking about during the Napoleonic Wars was that the Rothschilds used the cheap trick of reporting that the that Napoleon was winning the main battle that's right and the, the price of british gilts collapsed and they went in and bought up the whole debt of britain and then when the report came through that the british won the battle all of a sudden they controlled the wealth of the of what today is called great britain and that was the basis of the city of london but the stock exchange and the east india company existed before that and those Two agencies, the British Stock Exchange and the British East India Company, were explicitly targeted by Benjamin Franklin and Hamilton and George Washington as the enemy of the United States. Now, since history has been written largely by British and Harvard historians, very few people in the United States understand that the original National Bank was not a Federal Reserve, but it was based on... The government generating credit for physical production through the private banking system to entrepreneurs, scientists, investors, contractors, and so on. That's how we built our country, and that's how we got out of debt. That was a threat to the British system. And what happened in the 1880s and 90s is Germany, under Bismarck, adopted the American system. That's right. And he opposed the free trade policies of Britain. He made some deals with the Russian czar. And all of a sudden, Germany industrialized overnight. The czar saw this and said, hey, we should do it too. So did the French. So did the Japanese. And so you had a global movement based on Hamilton's American system of protectionism, national credit, and investment in such things as infrastructure and science and technology. That was the threat to the British. And that's why they set up a guy named Halford McKinder, to organize a movement called geopolitics, uh, the modern version of the Roman Empire's divide and conquer. And, and you hear the word geopolitics thrown around today, you know, all the time. What people who throw it around are covering up is the fact that geopolitics is a strategy for preventing any unity by forces that oppose this empire, and what we're doing, what my organization, the Schiller Institute, the LaRouche organization, what we're doing, is trying to break through these profiles of left and right, uh, national versus international, uh, race, tribalism, sexual, gender policies. All of that's been designed to have people fight, when in fact our common interests are taking power away from these globalists. And so that's. I agree. So to me, that's that's the fight that we have right now in the world.
1: Well, tell me now, you know, Benjamin Netanyahu and what's going on in Syria and what's going on over there with with Iran and all the rest of Benjamin Netanyahu. I know him. I met him. I had dinner with him. I don't care for him at all. What in the world is his long term goal? Because he's a complete and total career criminal. He was ousted from Israel. Now he's back in again. I mean, what is his long term goal for Israel and what are their what are their goals and, and what what's the what's the end game here as far as what's going on with Syria, what's going on with Iran, you know, what's gonna go on with the Ukraine. I mean, do you think that these guys from the city of London and these Benjamin Netanyahu groups and MI six and CIA and Mossad, do you think they're controlling a lot of this as they did with the Kennedy assassination, or do you think it's just individuals in these organizations doing
2: this? No, I I think they're trying to control it. I, I think a benefit we have is they're not that bright. <laughs> and the and institutions are essentially bankrupt. You just need someone to declare bankruptcy. Now, Netanyahu is an interesting case, because when the Zionist movement was uh, given the property titles to Israel by the Balfour Declaration, it took 30 years before they consolidated that. But there was a fight in Israel between a somewhat more sane faction that wanted to build Israel as a nation versus the faction that Netanyahu comes from. Netanyahu is essentially a follower of a man named Vladimir Jabotinsky, who is a a Russian fascist, who tried to ally uh, his movement with Hitler in the 1930s. Jabotinsky was a believer in greater Israel. That is the land from the Nile to the Tigris Euphrates, all of that should be Israel. Jabotinsky essentially treats the Old Testament as a real estate contract from God with, with his faction of the Jews. Now, Jabotinsky's American operative was Ben Zion Netanyahu, the father of Bibi Netanyahu. And so Benjamin Netanyahu comes from this tradition, which has a much more strict eugenics view than Hitler did. You know, if you think that Hitler believed there was an Aryan race supremacy, Netanyahu believes there's a Jewish race supremacy of this greater Israel faction. So any crime they commit is justified in their mind. And when you, you ask the question about Syria, what, what's the problem with Assad for the British? He wouldn't surrender. When they were running the Arab Spring and trying to create regime change in all the countries in the the Middle East, uh, Assad resisted. And so the U.S. used the Libyan attack, the the U.S.-NATO attack against Gaddafi, who was Gaddafi's crime. He was using Libyan oil money to build his country, talking about setting up a gold currency for Africa. So he had to be removed. But then they used his removal to build up an ISIS group inside Libya that was then involved in laundering weapons through Turkey into Iraq and Syria into the hands of ISIS and Al-Qaeda. And who coordinated that? The CIA. And we know this because Michael Flynn, when he was head of the Defense Intelligence Agency, raised holy hell about this with Obama, and that's why Obama fired him. So the U.S. was using... Islamic fundamentalist terrorists to try to overthrow uh, Assad. And Assad called on Iran to help, and Iran did help him because the Iranians don't like ISIS and al-Qaeda. But most important, Putin went into Syria and helped them defeat the terrorists, except in this area of northeast Syria, which is still controlled by the United States, which, by the way, is where oil is in Syria. And unfortunately, Donald Trump was the person who signed off on that. Yep. yep. So this is where you see the empire in both parties in in all these groups. And the reason, I mean, look, the Syrian the sanctions against Syria are based on these fraudulent stories coming out of London that That's Assad correct. was gassing his own people. They've been disproven repeatedly. But the media still says Assad was gassing his own people. Now, they issued these sanctions that are killing Syrian children who are starving, who don't have access to medicine. And now with the earthquake, it took the U.S. a week before they lifted the sanctions even a little bit. So children who saw their parents buried under these crumbling buildings had no parents, no place to go, no clothes, no blankets, no food. We're being punished by Blinken and Biden and NATO because Syria did not submit to the Islamic fundamentalists supported by the United States and NATO. So that's what I'm when I talk about a satanic evil. That's what I'm talking about. And it's not a religious based evil. It's based on a hatred of human beings, except for those who they consider themselves to be the elite, the special ones. And, and that's the most racist. You know, they, they call everyone who goes against them racist. Well, they're the real racists because they believe that they're the chosen people.
1: So you're talking about the Benjamin Netanyahu faction now?
2: Well, Netanyahu, but also the Blinken, Biden, uh, Victoria Nuland, uh, the, the Brzezinski crowd, Madeleine Albright. You know, Madeleine Albright bragged. That five hundred thousand Iraqi children who died because of the Clinton sanctions against Iraq in the mid nineteen nineties, right? She said that price was worth it because ultimately it got rid of Saddam. So, so stupid.
1: Saddam. Saddam didn't do anything either. I mean, all they, all well, Saddam it, I was,
2: didn't. yeah, he was a part of a resistance. You know, same thing. I mean, I, I would not defend the Taliban, no, but neither, neither. the Taliban was built up by George H. W. Bush. During the 1980s, when the U.S. was providing stinger missiles and, and equipment and training to two groups inside Afghanistan, one of was the native Afghans who became the Taliban. The other was the bin Laden Saudi-backed operation that became ISIS or al-Qaeda first. So the history of this goes back to, as we were saying, how do you divide nations up? How do you use religion? How do you use ethnicity, tribalism, uh, all these narrow entities to divide people against each other? That's the strategy of the British Empire. And they learned from studying the problem with Rome, where Rome had to send its legion all over the world. The British said, well, if we can brainwash people, it's a lot easier. And, you know, I would recommend that if people want to get a sense of this, pick up a copy of William Sargent's uh, book, The Battle for the Mind, where he basically talks about how you can psychologically control populations based on focusing them on narrow interests.
1: Yes, that's a that's a great book. I recommend that also. Uh, One other thing, too, just quick answers. Trump, good or bad?
2: Mixed. I, I Biden, mean,
1: Biden, the, Biden, good or bad? Terrible. Okay, who He's controls been bad Biden?
2: his whole life?
1: I know how, how, who controls the White House. We know it's not Biden. Who's running the show?
2: Well, I think it's the the immediate controller is Obama. But Obama is a puppet also. Obama is a puppet of the Wall Street interests tied to the city of London.
1: So it's all coming back to the city of London, the Rothschild Banking Cartel, the International Monetary Fund, the World Economic Forum. They're being used as cutouts to basically be front people like Klaus Schwab. So prevent prevents people from looking at who the real people are who are running the banking
2: yeah, Remember, the, before there was Klaus Schwab, there was Zbigniew Brzezinski. That's right. And Brzezinski ran a lot of these operations in tandem with Henry Kissinger. Brzezinski was the Democratic side, Kissinger the Republican side. You know who their, their teacher was? A British man named William Yandel Elliott, who was sent by the city of London to Harvard to set up a training program to recruit Americans. And, you know, of course, Brzezinski (laughs) and Kissinger weren't native born Americans. But the one who was a native born American was Samuel Huntington, who's a part of this. So you have this crew of globalists. And who did they train? They trained Albright. They trained Blinken. They trained Sullivan. They trained the Wolfowitz crowd, the neocon crowd around William Kristol. And remember, if you look at William Kristol and, and his father Irving Kristol, the neoconservative movement, including Wolfowitz, came out of a Jewish Trotskyite left-wing movement in the nineteen forties. That's correct. That's where the neocons came from. Mm-hmm.
1: That's so true. That's right. You're 100% right. That's exactly right. Now, now, who's the man behind the curtain? Who's is there, is, there, is there an individual that's running this show around the world, or is there a group of people or oligarchs that are running the show? I mean, look at State Street, BlackRock, and Vanguard. They own almost the entire stock market now. Who's pulling the strings? Who's the individual? Do you know the actual person who's doing this, Harley?
2: Well, it, it's not a person. person. It's a collection of oligarchs. And by oligarchs, in some cases... I mean, people f- who trace their roots back to royal families, to dukes. For example, Ursula von der Leyen, the head of the European Commission, who's one of the most despicable women in the world, she comes from the Albrecht family, which goes tra- tra- traces its roots back to the Holy Roman Empire as oligarchs in Germany. Uh, you look at the Sinclairs in France. Now, they're famous from the, the book Holy Blood, Holy Grail, but they're – or uh, – Dan Brown's books, Uh, the Sinclair family is one of the, the, from the Vatican side, a controlling family. And that's where Macron comes from. Macron worked for quite a while with British banking. Uh, One of the key coordinators in the United States in the Democratic side of the controller of Clinton, for example, was a man named Felix Roatan from Lazard Frere, a French investment bank. So you can trace these back. Then you go back on the U.S. side. You're talking about the Harrimans. And that's 30, correct. You know, railroad
1: railroad interests. That's correct.
2: Well, that's how he made his fortune. That's but right. The Harrimans merged. That The Harrimans created the Bush family. E.H. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, e. Harriman, who was the original uh, robber baron, his son Averill and his second son, Roland, were the closest friends of Prescott Bush from Skull and Bones at Yale. And Prescott Bush and Roland Hammerman, uh, Harriman in the 1930s funded the Hitler movement through Montague Norman, who is the head of the Bank of England. That's correct. Now, I don't have that kind of specificity today. If you were to ask me who's controlling the Federal Reserve, I know it's not Jerome Powell because he's nope. fairly stupid. Yes. <laughs> <He is. laughs> but the control of the Federal Reserve is from the New York Fed. And previously that was William Dudley. Uh, he may be possibly traced back to the Dudley family of the time of Queen Elizabeth, uh, the first Queen Elizabeth. Uh, the New York Fed pulls the strings on the, the central Federal Reserve. And the New York Fed is essentially Chase Manhattan, uh, JP. Morgan. You know, JP. Morgan is one of the people who is one of the leading oligarchs, part of this Harriman Bush crowd. Uh, and I don't mean to say the Bushes were at the top, but but they were total servants of this. Remember, senior Bush was CIA director. I right. have had a role in the at least the cover up of the Kennedy assassination, if not being involved in it. I agree. So you know, we're talking about a small group.
1: We are. At Harley, let me go ahead and get some information from you, because we're about out of time. I want to thank you for being on with the show. I mean, wow, we'll bring you back on again. You're absolutely amazing. And uh, give me information on how people can contact you. Give me your email address. Give me your website Uh, so my listeners can uh, listen to more. Yeah, two things
2: quickly. If you want to get my – I can send you a link to get on my blog page. Send me a personal email to harleysch at gmail.com. That's H-A-R-L-E-Y-S-C-H at gmail. And I'll send you the link, and you can sign up if you want. It's It's free. And the other place you can find me is thelaroucheorganization.com, which posts my daily update.
1: Good. Harley, thank you again for coming on. I really, really appreciate you. And we'll bring you back on again. And everybody, I urge you to listen to Harley. Though he and I may may not agree on a few of the items that we talked about today, the vast majority of what we talked about, over 90%, we agree on, which is A, in my opinion. Harley, thank you so much for coming on. I really, really appreciate you being here, buddy.
2: Well, Ted, I enjoyed being on with you.
1: Thanks, buddy. Bye-bye. Austin, what do you think about all that? Oh, it was
0: excellent information. I mean, yeah, Excellent conti- information. Yeah, it continues to confirm, for the most part, exactly mm-hmm. what we have continued to talk about for years now. And, I mean, this is why I've always said Biden doesn't run the show. We already know that. The whole thing we see constantly within this theater and uh, everything we've essentially seen with the Ukraine. And, you know, and I've had mixed conversations about this before because one thing he brought up that i thought was very interesting is that you know russia has been constantly the boogeyman and usually when you see somebody as a constant boogeyman over and over and over and over again in the mainstream media it's because there's some type of faction that does not want them to be portrayed as doing anything good And i'm not saying russia is a good country or a bad country what i'm saying is is i think they have showed more resistance against the world economic forum and the new green deals what he just talked about pretty much any other country has is euro the euro is pretty much the european union is pretty much being dissolved right now i mean we just saw last week that the european union came out and said by 2035 no gasoline powered vehicles will be able to be produced or sold at all anymore yet we have an article that just came over from drive.com really interesting article that always goes into detail on different vehicles and it says demand for lithium could lead to massive water shortages and extreme environmental destruction, according to a landmark study. It says the report achieving zero emissions with more mobility and less mining predicts moving the U.S. vehicle fleet entirely to electric by 2050 would create a massive global environment and social inequalities caused by mining of lithium, not to mention mass destruction as far as pollution of water and air across the entire world, and it 's very interesting i 'll post this article, and you can look at the research on it, and it goes into detail exactly what we've talked about. There is no new green deal that is actually beneficial to anyone other than the globalist banker boys that are running the show, like he was just talking about dad so i'm I'm glad he reiterated that and went into detail on some of that stuff as well
1: well you know I, I thought he's brilliant I, I did'll I we'll we have him back on again. I mean he was entertaining, he was brilliant. Uh, he was specific. He named names, and I know you guys love this when we name names. I don't know how much more names we can name than that, including Prescott Bush and you know, what he did and the involvement of H. Bush as far as the assassination of Kennedy and the CIA and all the other stuff. I don't normally go into that kind of detail with a lot of stuff he talks about because, quite frankly, if I do it once – and we've covered a lot of that stuff already on the show – bringing it up over and over again and not giving you an overall broad view – creates a lot of confusion with a lot of new listeners because it's so detailed and complex, but he's correct on, like I said, over 90 percent of the stuff I agree on. The thing I'm not sure about is the agreement as far as what Russia is doing as far as if it's part of the central bank concept, because what Otto Kahn said, that they control both sides of the narrative. But we'll, we'll find out. Time will see. And I'm also not sure, and I've mentioned this to you guys before, of the true war that's going on in the Ukraine, or if it's just, you know, more, more paper theater. I mean, I don't know what it is. And I still, but I don't believe that Biden went over there personally. I don't think, I think it was all this kind construct. I mean, he's stupid. Don't get me wrong. He's stupid. He's also evil beyond belief, but I don't think he's that stupid. And, and also one other thing I want to say too, the evil that I'm talking about with what's going on with all of the stuff we talked about today, this is a satanic new world order. And when I say that, I'm not talking about the evil of these individuals. I'm talking about a real construct Of the Nephilim, the fallen ones, the New World Order, blood sacrifice, satanic imagery from Hollywood, and I'm also talking about the Kabbalah Luciferian group that's controlling the media and the major organizations around the world in which these bloodline families he was mentioning, including the Bushes and the Herrimans, are all aligned with. That's the point that I try to make on this show all the time, that our battle is not against flesh and blood but against these principalities and these entities from these other dimensions as far as how they influence world events and have done so for thousands and thousands of years through the ancient Canaanite religions because this is some evil stuff that's going on. It's some sick stuff, and once we understand it and we see it from a perspective of eternity and a perspective of God Almighty – and how these people really believe that they're a different species as harvey alluded to that they're genetically superior to us they don't care what they do to anybody else then you start to understand how twisted their mindset is and again it goes back to the worship of lucifer and satan and all the rest of them and human sacrifice and abortion that's why we as christians have to keep our hearts and minds in christ jesus we have to realize that we can do all things through christ who strengthens us that this is the day the lord hath made and we will rejoice in it because these guys Quite frankly, where they operate in this level of international monetary funds, et cetera, are way beyond any of our pay grades, but they're not above God's pay grade. <laughs> and that's the stupidity of it all. They think they can do whatever they want to do, and they're not going to have any repercussions against them from now or for eternity. They're insane because they're going to end up in hell so going to end up with all of these guys. And so that's why it says in Isaiah that they're, they're all chained up in hell. You read it. I think it's the 14 or 15 chapter. And Lucifer comes walking in, <clears throat> and he's chained up, and they're all asking him, well, what happened? You know, Well, why, why are you here? You told us this wasn't going to happen to us, and here we are. Because remember, none of us are going to die. We're going to go on to heaven, or we're going to go over to hell, period. That's how the Bible says it. We're going to have one or two choices here that we make on this planet while we're here. You're going to follow the evil one and his lies. You end up in a bad place. You follow God and his truths. You're going to end up in a good place. That's why we always have to keep our hearts and minds in Christ, because remember, when we pray, we create scalar energy, and that scalar energy changes the fabric of space-time. And that's why they had to basically, like he said back in the 1800s, find a way to destroy national unity and turn nations against nation-states internally and cause conflict, which of course was pushed even further up in the Frankfurt School in 1933 and what they did. But he's right. It started back in the 1800s, and and the problem was… They knew that Germany had this ability from an industrial standpoint and a work ethic standpoint to become one of the leading powers in the world, and the city of London did not want that. Winston Churchill specifically talked about this, that he did not want to have to compete against Germany from an industrial standpoint, period. So what do they do? They destroyed Germany twice during World War I and World War II, primarily through sanctions on World War I and starvation, and then, of course, on World War II through basically the carpet bombing of Germany. All of this and, – and, 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 and Harley was right. Germany's an occupied state period. It's still run by NATO and the powers that be that Carter created and started World War One and World War Two. So uh, I like bringing guests on like this that have something to say that are really good like that. I mean, he was he was phenomenal. But guys, always remember, you pray every day. I had the opportunity to pray for you this morning because we're going to stand firm because death has no victory over any of us. We're going to stand firm with Christ all the days of our life and for all eternity. Also, what do you think, buddy? What's your next story?
0: Oh, you're 100% right. And that's why we continue to get the truth out there. And that's why I said before, if there was actually a real true new green deal that they were constantly trying to push, they would be pumping billions of dollars into Nikolai Tesla's research what he actually was working on, discussing extracting electricity from the air. If you look at a lot of the research that he said, even though there were 150,000 documents in the Tesla Museum in Belgrade that came out of the hands of the great inventor that were mysteriously sucked up into thin air right after his death and just disappeared, and nobody wanted to bring any of the topics up, even though you know he died in, I think, what, 1943? But yet suddenly... We've been here for 80 years working on this technology, and we still haven't brought up what he he did because they don't want people having a vehicle that has the ability to produce its own electricity out of the air and continue to drive indefinitely without charging it. That technology exists. Nikolai Tesla was working on it. He went on to say in one of his research that there's about 44,000 thunderstorms in a day in the world, which makes about 1,800 per hour. In other words, every two seconds somewhere on the globe, lightning flashes. It turns out that every second the ground is hit with energy equal to explosion of seven to 8,000 tons of dynamite. If you have to imagine it more figuratively, lightning releasing twice as much energy per day than all mankind consumes every day all this enormous energy remains unused however that research disappeared when Nikola Tesla when Nikola Tesla died so that's what I told you guys before when they keep telling you this EV we're gonna mine lithium we're gonna tear up Argentina we're gonna tear up all these countries to pull all this out it's a complete and total lie to maintain their control on the electrical industry because quite frankly again they want to come up with this stuff, there'd be no money in it. You buy a vehicle that you simply just have to maintain. It produces its own electricity out of the air. You never have to charge it. You can drive pretty much as long as you want within reason and maintain it occasionally. There would be no money for the vehicle manufacturers. There'd be no money for this constant excursions into the earth and tearing up the soil and doing all this toxic stuff with digging for lithium-ion batteries. There'd be no reason to be having these massive chemical trucks running everywhere that they're running around all the time. That stuff's all antiquated. The vinyl chloride and stuff they're making for plastic and all this other stuff, that's old school chemicals. And the fact that they had that many tankers, 151 tankers on a train, almost two miles long like that, that was already having bearing problems. It was sparking and flashing and flaming for 20 miles before the accident site that suddenly wrecks over there in East Palestine in a city that happened to have a movie done about it two months before about a chemical train wreck. And then suddenly, you know, FEMA and CDC had these little real ID bracelet track uh, bracelet trackers that they wanted everybody to wear a month before that to monitor people's health in the event of an event in the, in the event of something happening guys, almost all this stuff is continually orchestrated. and It's done intentionally in my opinion. So continue to get the truth out there the best you possibly can. There's going to be a lot of stuff that's happening very soon to cover up all the atrocities that are occurring with these global banker boys that are running the show. Like Dad said earlier, I don't even know if I believe that Biden even went to Ukraine. I don't even know what I believe anymore with the theater that we constantly see. I'll just be honest with you. When you start seeing theater like that, you can watch the movie Wag the Dog which is a hypothetical film It's very, very clear though what they're directing it towards about the U.S. president, and they need to get in an altercation with another country, so they start an invented war in another country. And they start making videos with CGI with girls running around trying to carry food while mortar shells are blowing up it's completely. It's all computer-generated. She's running around the green screen. And then they put it out on national television and stoke up the whole country. Everybody, we got to go to war. we got to go to war. we got to attack this country right now. There wasn't even a war going on. There wasn't a conflict going on. Watch that movie and it'll give you a real clear indication of how much theater we actually see because I don't think that movie was done accidentally. I think they intentionally did to show everybody what they were capable of all the way back from the 90s with producing propaganda very effectively. So keep your heads up, my friends. Stay strong. Stay healthy. If you need anything, healthmasters.com. The Ultimate Multiple Powder on sale right now for 15% off, along with the two-packs on the Organic Food Buckets two-pack special. And be sure to check out the product of the week, the EyeSight Formula on sale, and vote for what you want to see when tomorrow. looks like the thyroid support, the adrenal support, and the magnesium and malic acid are all neck and neck. So be sure to vote tonight and see what wins tomorrow. Have a blessed, safe, awesome night, great evening. Stay strong, my friends. I'll talk to you again on this show
1: tomorrow as always.